0: Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing on the 28th of May. Yes, we come to you at 7 a.m. every single morning on New Zealand Sports Radio. It's your way to start, it's your best way, sorry, to start the day up to date with all the important sports news. And today uh, we have more positive tests um, in the EPL, job cuts um, at New Zealand Cricket, Golden Point muted. NRL returns tonight and netball cancelled in England. And let's get on with that uh, football news straight away. In the Premier League, a total of 1,008 players and staff were tested in the third round of testing. um, And four more individuals at three sides have tested positive for coronavirus. That means now um, 12 people have tested positive across the 2752 tests um, across the league uh, and uh, the uh, the league has decided that uh, they will they are ready to take uh, to to start contact training so clearly this is a level of uh, of uh, uh, a yeah, level of infection that they are comfortable with uh, contact training will start this is um, and plans for phase three um, include a set towards normal training and a build-up to competitive games. Um, so, increasingly, increasingly, looks like uh, the EPL is heading towards a return. Um, and that's your football news for this morning. I'm going to hand you over to Ashwin, who's going to take us through the uh, cricket update.
3: Good morning, Paul, and good morning to all our viewers and listeners out there today. As mentioned in the headlines, job cuts at New Zealand cricket. So New Zealand cricket is looking to cut its workforce by 10 to 15 percent, as well as making savings of over $6 million in operational costs. Cuts to the workforce will basically save them about $1.5 million with the staff numbers that they currently have. 80 staff were advised on Wednesday of the consultation process, which has been approved by the New Zealand Cricket Board. Now, the consultation process, if you're not aware, when you have any redundancy, you have to go through a consultation period. Uh, That will be approximately two weeks. The affected jobs will be in Auckland and Lincoln. The uh, Lincoln is the New Zealand cricket's base near Christchurch. Men's and women's teams will not, and players and management will not be affected, and players' salaries are set to be paid as forecasted. The reason for these cuts are for the uncertainty in the international calendar. For example, the T20 World Cup, which I've got a story on a bit later, and the revenue sort of that goes with it there. So, just for you, the T20 World Cup going ahead would have meant that NZ Cricket gets about 90% of its income for the year from ICC payouts from that tournament. So, that's the biggest impact there. Also, it appears more likely that that T20 World Cup will not happen as planned. Although it appears that international cricket will resume in the near future, the logistics around maintaining a biosecure environment for 16 international teams into Australia seems like a major hurdle at this point. Latest noises are around plans for the playing dates to be delayed until February and March 2021, which also means that moving the women's ODI tournament that was scheduled for new zealand to start in about mid-jan and looking across the tasman there it looks more and more likely now that the indian tour of australia will also proceed and with initial plans playing all games at adelaide it now appears that the games will be played across australia with the first game now scheduled for the Gabba in brisbane starting on december the 3rd then followed by adelaide which will be the pink ball day night test these games will be followed by the traditional Boxing Day test in Melbourne and then the game in Sydney on New Year's Eve. Now, that's all to be confirmed. Obviously, the, the environments are changing, changing environment on a daily basis. But it looks like that schedule is now going to be across Australia. But we'll stay tuned and see what happens. And just a reminder before I go, it's Thursday. So make sure that you join us for Swinging from the Hip right here on New Zealand Sport Radio at 8pm New Zealand time tonight where our guest today will be three-time successful Auckland Premier cricket coach, Shurubin Pasapati. And that's our cricket news for today, Paul.
0: Thank you very much, Arswin, for that update in the cricket. And yeah, have a wonderful show this evening on Swinging from the Hip. Going to hand you over now to Stephen who will take us through our birthdays.
4: Thank you, Paul, and uh, good morning to everybody tuning in. And birthdays today, a Hawke's Bay Rugby 7 specialist, a women's football international, and finally from Auckland City to full all-white status, that's where we start. Logan Rogers, born this day, the 28th of May, 1998, is a New Zealand football professional who plays for ISPS Henda Premiership club, Auckland City, as an attacking midfielder. Rogerson has represented New Zealand at under-17s, under twenty three, and at full senior international level. He was part of the New Zealand national under-23 football team that participated in the 2015 Pacific Games, which doubled as qualification at the 2016 Summer Olympics. Rogerson, who turns 22 today, made his full New Zealand debut in a friendly against Oman in 2015. Staying with the round ball game, Hannah Wilkinson, born this day, the 28th of May in 1992, is a New Zealand Association footballer who plays for Sporting CP in the Portuguese campeonato national and the new zealand national team wilkinson who turns 28 today made his senior international debut for new zealand in the starting lineup in a friendly against australia on the 17th of february 2010. she made her first fifa women's world cup appearance in the 211 fifa women's world cup appearing in all three group matches as a substitute wilkinson appeared in three of new zealand's four matches at the 2012 London Olympics. She played all of New Zealand's three matches at the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup in Canada and started in all three New Zealand's matches at the 2016 Olympics in Brazil. And finally, Gillies Kaka, born this day on the 28th of May, 1990, in New Zealand, is a rugby union player who turns out for the Henor Red Dolphins in Japan. Kaka played for the New Zealand Rugby Sevens at the 2014 Commonwealth Games, where he was part of a New Zealand squad that took out the gold medal. Kaka, who celebrates his thirtieth birthday today, played for Hawksplay in provincial rugby before becoming a full-time New Zealand national rugby sevens player of Maori descent. Kaka affiliates to Ngati Kaununu and Te Arawa. Kaka finished his sevens career having played one hundred and sixty-nine matches, scoring sixty-five tries, totaling eight hundred and seven points. And there we have it for birthdays.
0: Thank you very much, Stephen, for that. And moving on to our rugby. Union News and uh, Braden Enor has re signed for the um, Crusaders uh through till 2023 uh, and also for New Zealand Rugby. It hasn't been clear as to which uh province he may or may not have signed for, um, as well. Uh, obviously, normally a uh, um, uh, normally a Tasman player from, from from memory, but uh, yeah, Braden Enor, or, or is he actually a uh, Canterbury? Sorry, thank
3: you. Um, well, out of Auckland. St. Of- <laughs> Ginnicka College. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, the, the
0: boys will never stop. Um, so, yes, the braden has signed through twenty-three, uh, which is um, fantastic news. Moving further south uh, and down with the Highlanders. And the Highlanders have said that Joshuani um, will not be, will be considered a 10 from now on, uh, and that uh, he won't be playing in the 12 jersey, as had been trialled earlier in the season before, we had our break. Um, that said, that uh, that uh, with with uh, well, with, with with their four centres fit, and also bringing in a couple of extra outside backs. Um, they don't need him to be playing in that twelve jersey anymore. And in fact, it was it was an experiment that didn't quite work. Um, but uh, Aaron Major says the blame should mainly be with actually the forwards rather than with Mitchell Hunt uh, and Joshuani and that the forwards need to find a better platform for them he also let slip that the uh the, the potential of having a golden point uh, to decide games and to stop us having any new um uh, and, and sort, of, sort, of, sort of having any uh draws in super rugby is being muted uh, this has had a mixed reaction to say the very least on twitter uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that whether, whether that uh, goes whether that um, law change Goes ahead. Over in Australia, Investment Force have announced that they will take part in Super Rugby AU, um, and that now gives a certain seat for Rugby Australia to. They have a five, a minimum of five team competition, still with the potential of the Sunwolves coming down and playing, but that's looking increasingly unlikely. That um, domestic competition will take place from the third of July through to September the nineteenth, um, and uh, so uh, there's now that allows a regular shows to discuss the situation with their uh, TV partners um, and to try and uh, put that in place. This is only a one season uh, um, deal uh, and Forrester has come out and said that there would need to be uh, a big restructure across the entire game. It's governance, cost structure, rules, competition constructs, partnerships with broadcasters, commitment to grassroots, and most importantly, engagement to fans um, before he would be willing to invest uh, and commit for a longer period. Uh, and he said, Look, global, global rugby rugby has been created to showcase what the code could be. And That brings you up to date with our football news, sorry, our rugby news. And I'll hand you over to Stephen, who will take us through our rugby league update.
4: Well, it's the day that all NRL League fans have been waiting for. It's the Broncos versus the Eels in the first match of the revived season, which sees the Parramatta Eels make the trip over the border to face fellow unbeaten side, the Brisbane Broncos, at the Suncorp Stadium this evening. The blue and gold could not have been more impressive in its last outing before the suspension of the season, thrashing the Titans on the Gold Coast 46-6 to sit on top of the table after two rounds. Even more impressive were the Brisbane Broncos, which first defeated the Cowboys 28-21 in Townsville before edging out the Rabbitohs 22-18 in a thriller at Suncorp Stadium. This will be the first time the two sides face each other since last year's elimination final, in which the Eels handed the Broncos their worst ever defeat with a 58-0 humiliation at Bankwest Stadium. However, this will be a different Broncos side that faces the Eels at Suncorp Stadium. They will be much tougher proposition, especially at home. And that's why I'm picking the home team by 12 points and under. And the TAB agrees with me. Currently, the Broncos paying $1.92 and the Eels are at one eighty three. Look out for that game. It kicks off at 9.50pm this morning. And we've also got a, a little bit of breaking news <laughs> for the uh, Warriors. Uh, Roosters, Pawasa. Famous will join the Warriors next week under a revolutionally four-week loan deal. The Daily Telegraph reported the Auckland board Famous will be the first player loaned to the injury hit Warriors to help the club through a tough start to the revamped season. Famous is related to legendary Penrith Panthers duo Frank and Tony Puliatoa after 14 14- NRL appearances with the Roosters, the 24-year-old, will be loaned to the Warriors for up to four weeks before returning to play for the tracklers in the Round 9. And that's our lead news for this morning. Have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow morning, and we'll see how that uh, first game unfolded and also a preview for the rest of the weekend.
0: We are so close to live sport being back, aren't we, Stephen? So, yes, don't forget, folks, uh, to tune in tomorrow to, find, to have a match report on that. Um, and uh, have a great day, Stephen. Moving on now to other sports news. But before I do, don't forget uh, if you prefer to listen rather than watch, New Zealand Sports Radio is available on iCast Radio. ICAST, sorry, um, sorry, on iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, um, Spotify, Acast, uh, and all your favorite podcasting apps. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio. In basketball news, then, um, Tour Blacks stand out. Um, Isaac Fotu. Um, has said that, yes, the breakers still remain an option, um, but that at the moment he is just uh, getting some training in during the off-season. Uh, currently, himself uh, and fellow black Ty Webster are have both, uh, both returned from playing in Europe where they are out of contracts at the moment. Uh, and uh, both of them will be seeing uh, what the situation is in Europe um, for them for further contracts and maybe will take part or maybe they will end up playing a season for um, the breakers. Breakers have said they'll be very welcome and really do would like to sign the two of them they would have to but it would be a lifestyle choice rather than a money choice um, as the breakers cannot compete with those European leagues um, for salary uh, but maybe one season here in New Zealand whilst the um, COVID outbreak gets under control in Europe would be, uh, um, would be appealing to those two players. Moving on to netball and the netball super league in England has been terminated with immediate effect. Um, because uh, they it was suspended on the 15th of March, uh, but uh, because they uh, they made a decision because they just couldn't see it being viable to can uh, to be able to finish the league. Um, the uh, they're gonna have to refund all of the tickets for the sold out grand final that was supposed to take part take place on the 4th of July. Um uh, but there may be a truncated um, competition uh, for the second half of the season, de- second half of the year, sorry, depending on how the COVID situation uh, plays out in um, in the UK. Over to sailing and uh, New York Magic, the American Magic, the uh, team from New York have uh, said that they would need 25 weeks of racing preparation uh, in New Zealand to make the America's Cup fair. Um, uh, Grant Dalton did point out that uh, um, New Zealand had, five, uh, had had only five weeks uh, over uh, in Bermuda. Um, but uh, they pointed out that the, um, that there actually are, there are five op- options or five different uh, potential race courses here in Auckland, whereas there was only one in Bermuda. Uh, and they're saying they would need five weeks per race course um, to get themselves ready and to prepare for each of those courses. Um, so clearly, with only thirty two weeks away, um they are trying to add a little bit of pressure to see if they can get back in into or get some exemptions to get back into the uh, get, get into um, New Zealand um, to start uh, to start training um, for that competition at the end of this year. Going over to Formula E, and we talked yesterday about Daniel Apt. Uh, having hiring a e-gamer to drive for him in one of the virtual races, um, since then Audi have decided to uh, have said that the, this they do not accept any form of um, of cheating, and he has been uh, released from Audi uh, and will no, will no longer drive for them. Uh, he says he uh, he he stands by his mistake. He, he accepts it. Um, and he will carry all the consequences. It is his responsibility. Uh, yeah, he does apologise. It was a big mistake to make. Um, uh, it was clearly a very big um, uh, issue for Audi to deal with, um, because um, the uh, their German driver uh, is uh, his wealthy family um, that has a, it's a performance car tuning company um, that is actually involved in running the team. Um, so clearly, uh, some. Uh, apt perhaps was not uh, there purely on his racing talent but uh, but also there for the money that he could bring it to the to the team which you often see in uh, motor sport um, but clearly uh, Audi were uh, were very angry with what had happened finally um, over in harness racing and that returns today um, uh, down uh, in um, in the South Island um, but the Form guide will not has, is not being produced for papers um, to print. Uh, this is part of the TAB's um, cost-cutting um, uh, moves. Uh, they've also removed the human side of the phone betting service. You can still do phone bets, but they can only be placed via touch tone now. Um, also, the trackside radio will not be broadcast on a on the AM frequency either. Um, and that's sh- the will be streamed via the TAB app or website. Um, so a lot of people who perhaps traditionally people who use the paper, use the radio are going to have to learn uh, to get their, to, to get the information from the um, uh, from online sources instead. Uh, this um, uh, they're still going to be producing their editorial um, race service um, for mainstream media. So we'll still see those in the papers. But not the um, the form guide, um, and this is despite the this is despite yeah the fifty million um, that uh, the government has given to RITA. Um, clearly they are in a lot of crisis as sports betting has taken a plunge, that's uh, taken a plunge, uh, and they've had to lay off two hundred and thirty staff um, to uh, um, to cut costs. That means you're now starting the day the best way up to date with all the important sports news. Have a wonderful day, day, day people. Don't forget, at 2pm, we have um, Warren and uh, as our lot on the long talk. And this evening um, at 8pm, we have Swinging from the Hip. Have a fantastic day and see you all tomorrow at 7am for the morning sports briefing.